is call up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Amen. Brother Terry, open with the word of prayer. Amen. May be seated. Okay, a few pages over. 521. 521. I'm bound for the promised land. Mm. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful heart to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. All o'er those wide extended plains shines one eternal day. There God the sun forever reigns and scatters night away. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. No chilling winds nor poisonous breath can reach that healthful shore. Sickness and sorrow, pain and death are felt and feared no more. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. When shall I reach that happy place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my Father's face in Him His bosom red? I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. 
Right there, brother. Well, I hope that you know that you're bound for the promised land. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Harold. For just a moment tonight, I know our our students are uh, anxious to slip out of here. They're all going to a movie this evening right after church. I praise God for Brother Thomas taking them to a a good Christian movie that's a, a true story. And it's here in town and they're going to see that. Positive and negative. We have a choice. We can either be positive about everything, or we can be negative about everything, or we can look at the positive things and put aside the negative things, or we can do right the reverse. Spend too much time in the negative. The Word of God tells us that we need to be focused on the positive. There was a song, many of you probably won't even, never even heard it, but there was a song that was sang by Johnny Mercer, one of the uh, Pied Piper songs, and part of the lyrics in it was this. Actuate the positive, eliminate the negative, Latch on to the affirmative and don't mess with all that's in between. Folks, we need to get a hold of the positive. And the positive is in the Word of God. The positive is what God is speaking to us through the Word. I would ask you to turn with me to Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, please. Verses 16 and following. Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 and following. He starts out very positive. And the word says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot nor one little tittle will by no means pass from the law until it is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of these, least of these commandments, and teaches men so, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever does not teach them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I read that wrong. But whosoever does teach them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, 
you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. Father, I thank you and I praise you for the word. Now, Father, in just these next few moments, speak to our hearts, minister to our lives, and we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He starts off, let your light shine. And I I think it's important that we realize that by letting our light shine and, and people see the work that we're doing, we're not talking about you work for your salvation. He is saying that we are exhibiting through our works and through our lives the salvation that we have received from Christ Jesus. And whenever we, we talk about letting our light shine, I, I think about sometimes that, that can be through our language, through our actions, through what we, how we treat others. And what the world sees about us, do they see Jesus? Or do they see the world itself? says, let your light shine. And in doing so, we bring glory to the Father in heaven. We're not saying, look what I've done, but look what God's doing through me. Not what I've done, but look what God is doing through me as I serve Him, that we may accomplish the works that God has set before us for us to accomplish in Him. You know, I, I have people say to me from time to time, well, I just don't think God has anything for me to do. Well, you just need to get down and say, okay, God, here's my heart, here's my ear, now tell me what you want me to do. And I guarantee you, if you get serious with God, God will get serious with you. And he will tell you exactly what he wants you. He may not tell you you need to be a preacher or a teacher, but he may tell you you need to go go to your neighbor, knock on the door, and say, "Hey, here's a here's a cake, or here's some uh, here's some uh, chocolate chip cook up. Uh, uh, no, wasn't cook chocolate chip brownies. By the way, if you make any more of those, Judy and and Will, can he have them? I, just bring them on over." What am I saying? I'm saying my neighbor graciously brought me some, some brownies that were out of this world. You say, now what does that have to do with God? That builds fellowship. That builds a kindred spirit. And it builds my waistline. <laughs> that I'm trying to get down. You understand what I'm saying? The word simply says that we are to let the light of God shine through us to all those to bring glory to God. God gets the credit. Or then he goes on in verse 17, and he says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophecy, but I did come. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. All of the law, all of the prophecy. Now, you've got to realize that here they were talking about two things. They're talking about the laws of Moses. They're talking about the prophecy of the Old Testament throughout. All the law, all the prophetic teachings of the Old Testament 
Jesus says, I have come to fulfill them, to carry them out. I think that, and I don't know who first said this, but someone said, and I've, I've heard it, I've read it, that the Old Testament is the New Testament, is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Now that's for a simple man's thinking. But I'm telling you, Jesus says, I have come to fulfill everything that was prophesied and to fulfill all the laws of Moses. We know that Jesus never sinned, so he fulfilled the laws of Moses. He is in the process of fulfilling all the prophecy that was in the Old Testament as he goes. And he goes on and he says, For assuredly I say to you, heaven and earth, Pass away one jot or one tittle by any means will be removed from the law till all is fulfilled. The Word of God tells us over in Revelations. I think Revelations 21 and 1, I think. Let me look. Yes. Revelations 21 1 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. God, through His divine power, don't ask me to explain this because I don't know, but through God's divine power, this earth, this heaven that we experience now, is going to go away. And when that goes away, God's going to create a brand spanking new creation of heaven and earth. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I guarantee you, it'll be great. But until that happens, he says we're not to change the word. Not in any way. Now, if I were a Hebrew scholar, I could tell you exactly what it's meant when it says we don't change one jot nor one tittle. But I think a jot is something like just uh, an accent mark. Just a mark of the pen. And the tittle is something like a suffix in our language now. And he says not even that little bit is going to be changed. We need to teach the Word as it is. And he goes on and he says... Whosoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least of the kingdom of heaven. Anyone that takes the word of God out of context and teaches folks that this is the way it needs to be, he says they're going to be least in the kingdom of heaven. Now I want you to notice, he's not saying they're going to lose their salvation. Because there are people that say that teach the word incorrectly from time to time. He's not saying they're going to lose their salvation, but he says their rewards in heaven are going to be less. They're going to be the least in the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on and he goes a little further and he says, but those that stick with the word, now listen, 
But those who does the teaching them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Those that teach the word, stick with the word of God, don't change it. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a very simple-minded preacher. I, I, uh, if you ask me to do something complex, uh, you're talking to the wrong person. I, I, in reading about the writings of the New Testament, the Gospels, I, I read that most of the Gospel was written in Koine Greek. And in reading that, I found out that the Koine Greek was the common man's language. It was the blue-collar, it was the ones that worked in the field. It was the ones that had little or no education. And that's the way it was written. So that those men, those women, could understand it. So consequently, after I read that, and I am not, I am not in any way suggesting that we shouldn't get an education, but it made me feel better that God speaks to us people that don't have all that education, even from the very beginning. And here he says, those that teach it shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't know what great is. I, I really don't know. But I feel like that there will definitely be a distinction between those that do not teach the word properly and those that do. And this is what is being said here. We need to be careful in handling the word. I... Uh, I feel like that it's important, very important, for us to be cautious about the Word of God and what we say about it, that it brings glory to God. And he says, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. The scribes and the Pharisees, all they had was the prophecy of the Old Testament. That's all they had. They walked by faith entirely, completely. They did not have Christ Jesus. He had not come. He, he had not came to earth, he has not died on the cross, he has not risen, he, he just hadn't happened at this time. That was all prophecy. So consequently, they didn't understand as much as we do today because we have the New Testament. And Jesus says, if we teach as the Pharisees did, the prophets did, back in the old days, before Christ came. And we don't teach with what we know now. Our knowledge surpasses what they had because we have the New Testament. And the Word of God says very plainly, if we don't teach 
more and beyond what they taught, then we shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't understand all that is meaning, except I know that a lot of the prophecy that has taken place, that was, that was in the Old Testament, has taken place now because we've seen Jesus come. We've seen Jesus arrive. And it simply says to us, For I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds, righteousness says my willingness to allow God to work in me. Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I feel like that it's very important that you and I focus on the positive things. We need to focus on the light. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to focus on what we understand. And the Word of God simply says to us, allow the presence of God the Holy Spirit in you to fulfill the righteousness in your life as you serve Him. It's important for us to realize there's nothing righteous about me except the presence of God the Holy Spirit that's in me. That's the only thing righteous about me whatsoever. The rest of me is corruptible. The rest of me is decaying. The rest of me will go back to dust. But the Word says simply, for I say to you, unless... Unless, it's important, unless, though, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. I think they were doing what they thought was proper, but we have so much more knowledge of the Word of God, so much more understanding that we need to teach what God's Word shows us. Move away from the law. Move into grace. Move away from trying to fulfill all of the ritualistic things of the Old Testament and move into grace and teach and live that which we understand that we accepted, that we received from Jesus Christ. And as we teach the Word, we will be held accountable for what we teach. I don't care who we are, whether we're standing here or in a Sunday school class or a missionary on a foreign field, we will be held accountable for what we teach according to this. I truly pray that as we simply share the Word of God, as we understand it through the power of God the Holy Spirit, we will still be held accountable for everything we say. Let's be positive. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's not look for the negative. 
Let us not be as the Sadducees and the Pharisees were. Let's walk in the light. Let's serve God. Let's let God minister to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. I had a friend of mine ask me one time, do you really think he was a fishing buddy of years past? In fact, he's going to be with the Lord now. But he asked me, he says, Pastor Mac, do you really believe that we can be positive about serving God on a day-to-day basis, on an everyday basis? And I said, Miles, I truly think we can. I truly think we can through the leadership of God the Holy Spirit. We can truly allow the righteousness of God to flow through us through the power of the Holy Spirit every day. But it's up to our desire to do so that we walk with Jesus. And we let our light shine to all around about us to the glory of God. Not to say what I've done. Not to say, you know, not to stand on the street corner and pray out loud so everybody can hear us. But so that God will get the glory for what He's done in our lives. Are you willing To say, okay, God, I'm going to be positive. The world's negative. I'm going to turn away from the world, and I'm going to turn to the Word. I'm going to turn away from the social part of it, and I'm going to turn to the leadership of God, the Holy Spirit. Are you willing to turn to God and let His presence his work in your life radiate to the world around you. You see, with, with, within ourselves, we have no light. It's all within God. So let's share what God's taught us. These young people right up here, they, they know more Bible than, than the Pharisees ever thought about knowing. Because they have experienced, they have experienced the New Testament. Share it. Live it. Let your light shine. Father, I thank you and I praise your name that you allow us to be here. Father, let us not focus on the negative. Let us focus on positive. Let us walk with you, Father. Lord God, I would pray that we would desire to allow the the righteousness of Jesus flow through us so the world can see it. Now, Father, as we go about this week, I ask you to minister unto each and every one. And we just give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Miss Georgia, you had an announcement to make this morning, and you didn't get to unless you did while I was back there.
Would you like to get up and make it now? Harold's coming with a mic. Um, ladies, it's about our fall retreat that starts um, September the 9th. It's a one day. Um, we will be over at the Family Life Center. It starts at 8 o'clock. The cost is $25 plus a gift for Saving Grace. We're going to have uh, really good food, wonderful fellowship. We're going to have a very easy craft to do, and we're going to have a wonderful speaker, Janet Teff, and please come and join in with us. We'll have a wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Georgie. But also, men, I want to remind you of the fall retreat on Table Rock Lake. That's September 22nd and 23rd. Have a great time. Brother Scott Hobbs will be, be speaking to us twice, and I would encourage you to be a part uh, pay your $25, get signed up on a bed so you have a place to lay your head down. And uh, we'll have uh, go have a steak dinner at the Steak Inn on Friday evening. Then the gentleman will fix you breakfast on Saturday morning. And then, uh, Lord willing, we're going to have a fish fry on uh, at noon on Saturday. So be a part of that. Get plugged in and uh, get on the deadline September the 3rd. So please get signed up for that. Also, I want to remind you of the Loving Choice Banquet that takes place on uh, October the 26th at the Northwest Arkansas Convention Center. Doors open at 5.30, dinner's at 6.30. Get signed up. There's a sheet back there. Uh, Miss Diane is, is reserving tables for us so we can set together, so please uh, come and, and uh, be a part of that. You'll enjoy I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. So uh, come and be a part of those things that within our church. I'm going to ask you on your prayer sheet, you, uh, all of you have a prayer list, I know. I'm going to ask you to write on the very top of it in, in capital letters, M-O-N-T-E. And then after that, M-I-L-L-S. That's my brother, Monty Mills. He's the one that will be here leading our spiritual renewal weekend. He is asking you to pray for him that he will get God's direction, God's leadership, in bringing the message that God wants us to have brought. I encourage you, make plans on being here. Friday the 13th, uh, Friday, uh, October 13th, we'll have a service right here. Saturday, men, teenage boys, we'll have a meal over in the Family Life Center. Then we'll come back over here. It's just for the men and teenage boys on Saturday. Then Sunday, regular Sunday school, regular worship time, Monty will be preaching. And then Sunday night, Monty will bring another message for our spiritual renewal weekend.
Make plans to be here. Pray about it. Seek God's face in it. And I promise you, you will enjoy my brother Monty as he shares the word. He is a great communicator of the word of God. So please, make plans to be here. And I guarantee you, God will speak to your heart if you'll let him. And he'll work in your lives. Any other announcements anywhere that I've overlooked? Yes, sir. I did not have this in the bulletin, but uh, September the 24th at 6 o'clock right here, uh, Ronnie Warren and his wife, they're a sweet couple. I met them like 30-some years ago and uh, seen him several times. But uh, he's, there's a bulletin on the bulletin board back there. He plays many instruments. He loves praising the Lord with playing the many instruments. Even he'll play a song on a, on a saw. But uh, be here then. And uh, uh, Thank you, Brother Herman. Praise God. Folks, just make plans. We want, we want to try. We truly want to try to have things for you to participate in other than just coming and sitting in church. We truly want our fellowship to grow as God blesses us, for sure. Brother Thomas Corser, you're sitting back there. Dismiss us, will you, brother? <laughs>